I say that to Nick all the time. He's like, dude, can you get your shit together? And I'm like, I'm just a baby. And he's like, Ashley, I'm just a baby. I would punt kick your ass. <laughs> Welcome back to Chaotically Bookish. <laughs> my name is Ashley and I'm just a baby. And my name is Annabelle and I'm her fucking mother. <laughs> She's going to punt me. I'm going to punt kick you. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> this week we're going to be talking about reader spaces. Very important. A very important topic. Hopefully we can <laughs> still keep it. Knowing us, it's still going to be chaotic. Of course. We're going to start talking about ass or something. Oh my God. <laughs> that's all we know that's all we know that's all we know how to do reader spaces my butt (laughs) jesus what are you reading right now um i'm reading the love hypothesis i liked that book i know you did (laughs) a lot of people do or they hate it or they hate it Uh, so far i'm like what am i i'm gonna say i'm like halfway through chapter two because chapter two is fucking long and i'm enjoying it it's it's a slow start from what i remember it was a slow start I, I like the grumpy ex-sunshine vibes I'm getting. Grumpy ex-sunshine, I think, is my favorite trope. Honestly, I think so, too. I'm I'm enjoying it. I think it's cute. <laughs> I saw this TikTok and someone's like, yeah, I know there's grumpy ex-sunshine and there's gr- like sunshine ex-sunshine, but where's my grumpy ex-grumpy? <laughs> Ooh. Just two miserable people. <laughs> you love to see it. Just two mopey, miserable people who hate the world except each other. Can you imagine, like, two Kaz Breckers? <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a nightmare. Oh, my God. I would not be able to tolerate it, I don't think. I would. I love that shit. <laughs> That's, like, half the books I read. I'm just, like, grumpy people being sad and mopey. You're like, I relate. <laughs> <laughs> well, Bella and Edward are definitely grumpy ex-grumpy. Oh, 100%. <laughs> God broody ex broody (laughs) well i know you also read (laughs) controversy time oh here we go again you read a recent book talk booksta fave Uh uh-huh um either fave or hatred um the war of two queens by jennifer l armand i did i even like before i saw any of the controversy i was like i had ordered it and i was like it's going to take fucking forever to get here because they come from Ontario. We live in BC. It's just, it takes like two weeks. So I went straight to the store because the bookstore had 10 copies. As of 10 a.m., as of opening, they had 10 copies. And I was like, great, I'm on my way. I get there at 10.15. There are two copies remaining and one other girl. And we just kind of stared each other down. <laughs> so do the employees of chapters like steal the books? I mean, or like put them behind, like how we used to do with the Schmizny snore? I guess they must. <laughs> Because like I was actually surprised because I, I said that I don't quite enjoy going into stores right when they open because they're so quiet and I don't want like workers staring at me mm-hmm. while I try to do my thing. And uh, but I walked in, and it was quite busy for 10 a.m. on like a Wednesday or a Tuesday or whatever it was. Interesting. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe because we used to do that when we worked at the. Oh, 100 percent. We would yeah. put shit aside every morning. Like, yeah. Whatever. Every time shipment came in, we would be like, oh, well, I want that. <laughs> the entirety of the back of the cash register was covered in just shit that we were all going to buy. Past purchases. Oh, my God. I'll never forget when the um, the Christopher Robin plush came in. <laughs> the Winnie the Pooh plush. And every single person. I was so grateful that I was opening that morning. You want all of them, didn't you? I, yeah, I was only going to get Winnie the Pooh because I loved Winnie the Pooh growing up. It meant something special. So I was like, I'm going to get Winnie the Pooh. I put that aside and then I unpack Piglet and I was like, fuck. And then I unpacked Tigger and I was like, ah, shit. And then I was like, can't not get Eeyore. Yeah, you can't leave one out. And Didn't then I got like Kanga. 
I found, so we didn't get Kanga. No, we didn't get her. None of the Canadian stores did. Uh, I was in Rome and she was in the, the bargain bin. Oh my God. So I bought her, but she's not on display in my room because she's hard to display. She's fucking huge. Oh, I, I I don't think I've ever seen her. I'll send you a picture. I want to see her. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, moral of the story. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, moral of the story that when you work at a bookstore, you get the perks. Apparently you get the perks. (laughs) But back Um, to um, the controversy. Yeah. So I read it. Um, I, str- I, I, I was struggling with whether or not I wanted to because I was seeing so much anger about it and that kind of put me off because I'm very, like like I talked about, I'm very easily influenced. Um, but it was like my, my boyfriend and you, but like yeah. Nick was like, why don't you read it and figure it out for yourself? Yeah. Like don't read any reviews, don't watch any TikToks, don't ask about it. He's like, figure out how you feel about it. He's like, and, and then go from there. And I was like, okay. For those who don't know and aren't involved, though I really doubt it if you're reading, if you're listening to this podcast, you, you're aware of the bookish you community. You have to be. Um, Jennifer L. Elmentrout released her fourth book in the series um, from Blood and Ash, mm-hmm. and it came out to extremely negative remu- reviews because I'm not going to spoil it. Wait, should we spoil it? I don't really think it's a spoiler. No, because it's out there. There's a, there's a sex scene in it that angered a lot of people i don't even know if it's the sex scene so no. much as like the relationship dynamic that really switcheroody mm-hmm. um spoiler alert we will mention something if you want to read the books and you really don't want to go in um and maybe skip like five minutes i almost would argue that it's barely a spoiler because the art and everyone talks about it so freely that's true like if i say what it is and you haven't read the book you're not going to know what it is and then i just won't go into detail yeah that's true so the whole joining scene had a ton of controversy i guess well i guess it's a spoiler if i say that it's even in it yeah but i feel like she set up this particular scene from the second book and it's like, it's like that classic, you know, if someone says, Hey, there's a gun on the wall, <laughs> it has to go off within yeah. the next couple pages. Right. So she said, there's going to like, there's such thing as a joining. So obviously there had to be a joining. Well, yeah. She was like sharing art about it like days yep. before the release. Yep. She, that when she was releasing quotes of the book, she, uh, released a quote from that scene. And so everyone, everyone knew. Yeah. Like, so oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't understand why everyone freaked out about and it. And everyone was rooting for it. And then they flipped the script. But then they flipped the script for reasons that should make sense, but they've chosen to do it for the wrong reasons, I think we both argue. Um, so there is a lot of controversy, which we're going to get into, because that's what we're talking about is reader spaces. Yeah. But yeah, I read I read the book for me, and I saw all the, all the problems with it, because there's, there's a lot. There's a lot. There's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just for the spicy readers... Was the sex scene good? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but like we've, like we've talked about, like on our spicy book episode, we talked about the From Blood and Ash sex yeah. scenes because they're, they're written well. Yeah. It's a controversial book series. Sex scenes are written well. So the joining, it was, I, I think it was written well. It was sort of fade to, it wasn't fade to black, but it kind of was. So it wasn't, it wasn't aggressively descriptive. A lot of people were pissed off about that too. I'm not <laughs> pissed off about it. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. It's, I think everyone was expecting something absolutely crazy, you know, like Poppy taking it up the ass. <laughs> like, I think that's, I think everyone expected Poppy to take it up the ass. And I um, mean, I wanted Castile to take it up the ass. In I all mean, <laughs> <laughs> so, and that 
like you wouldn't you don't know if that happens it's it's the the way it's described it's like she doesn't know what's going on she doesn't know who's where who's doing what who's kicking it up the ass who's taking it up the ass <laughs> so um i kind of i don't know I, I go back and forth on whether or not i i liked that or not i don't know how to feel i think when i pictured the joining i pictured like like a proper threesome like everyone enjoying everyone didn't seem that way and it just didn't seem that way but i i obviously it's the way it's written i think it's designed so that it doesn't which was my harsh note like if like what i said last time i'm just like if everyone is not fucking each other (laughs) it's not a threesome (laughs) yeah so yeah i don't know so the controversy with the reader spaces thing that's going on right now is that (laughs) miss jla um (laughs) has been definitely inserting herself in places she doesn't belong which is so funny because she's the queen of like everyone's always like well how do you how do you pronounce this name or who does this like who looks like this or whatever and she's like once i give you the book it's all up to interpretation i'm not going to tell you how to properly pronounce something because i want it to be your interpretation however you see the book however you see the characters however you want to pronounce stuff yeah so for her to like start gaslighting people and inserting herself into their reading experience i was like where the fuck did that come from yeah but jla i feel like has has a history of gaslighting people oh i'm sure like i think for me it started out with her whole poppy is plus size poppy is not plus size (laughs) question mark question mark question mark and it just it never made sense to me because she claimed that poppy is plus sized but then continued to share art of, of her being skinny of her being skinny. And I'm not saying that artists aren't allowed to draw whatever the fuck they want to draw, but as an author, yeah, it's kind of your job to be maintaining what's like, what is canon? What is not canon? You can't have representation and then just be like, but only if you want it to be representation. Yeah. I, I reread the entire series before the war of two Queens came out and I was looking for it. I was looking because I knew I, I always pictured Poppy as plus sized. So I was surprised when people were like, no, she's not. And I was like, I know I know personally when I read, I disregard any description. Mm-hmm. Like I'll picture people any way I fucking want to. Yeah. And and so I was like, maybe I'm wrong. I went looking for it. And it's like quite rare. She never strictly mentions like she's plus size. She'll just say like more curvy here or like a dip in my hip here or whatever yeah and i'm like "Mm, i get you're trying to i don't know what you're trying to do honestly no but i don't know i think there was a more descriptive way to do it or more proper way to do it yeah and i know a lot of there's there's a huge thing on tiktok of people being like if your description of the character doesn't aid in like furthering the plot i don't want to hear it and Mm -hmm. i'm like no that's not okay because representation matters and like i could even say like one of our beloved plus size characters nina zenik yeah i think lee bardugo could have done more to describe her as plus size Mm -hmm. you know carved with a generous hand is great and beautiful writing and i love that Mm -hmm. but you know saying she was a plus sized woman would have been really nice to hear i feel like they're trying to be careful because they don't want to offend people but like offend people how though i don't know because like i guess if they describe a plus size woman in, a, in the wrong way but it's like then do your research yeah Just and research. also guys fat is not a bad word <laughs> it's not you know coming from a fat person myself 
it's not a bad word. It's just a descriptor. And us liaisoning those words together isn't great. Fat doesn't mean ugly. It just means fat. <laughs> <laughs> it's how it's how society designed that word. Yeah, you know what I mean? definitely. It's how they, they but took that word. JLA, going back to that, like <laughs> she... <laughs> She would continue to send, like, post all this art of Poppy being thin or Poppy being just curvy enough mm-hmm. or curvy in all the curvy right in places. all the right places. And it's just like, that's not what plus size means. Mm-hmm. And, you know, people, readers were rightfully upset. And then she, like, backtracked and was like, well, you know, it's the artist's interpretation and I'll never tell people what is and isn't, like okay and they can see my world the way they want to see my world and it's like well then you don't get to benefit from the fact that your your main character is plus size yeah. and you have representation and you're woke i feel like when it comes down to representation aspects there needs to like kind of be an asterisk because like everyone's obviously allowed their own interpretation but yeah. when you start you know removing like this beautiful plus size character and, and designing her thin the way that you know you think she should appear or whatever or or even like taking a character like I've seen people like lighten skin yeah. tones and they're like, well, it's just how I pictured the character. And I'm like, well, OK, but no, no, because that's the same thing she did with Castile. Yeah. And it's just like she had the nerve to be like, hey, Castile's a person of color, but never <laughs> like, first of all, person of color. <laughs> what do you mean by that? Yeah. What is he? Is he is he um, Arab? Is he South Asian? Is he tan white? <laughs> Does is he hang he, out in Florida? Is like, he Italian? Is he spicy white? Is he... Not that I hate that term, spicy, spicy white. Spicy white. Fuck. She, um... The only reason I know so much is because I've just read it. So whenever Poppy... Because Poppy's very pale. Mm-hmm. Whenever Poppy compares her skin tone to Castile... Which is a weird thing to do. I know. Because she's... she's <laughs> I have a point. Remind me. Um, she'll like hold his hand and she'll be like, he held his, like my pale hand in his like sand colored palm or whatever. So like he's like, or she'll be like, he's a couple shades darker than Poppy. So he's white. So he's white. He's just tan. like tan, I guess. I don't know. She's not explicit. Um, so like. So he's just white. So he's just white. But like. So something I've really noticed with skin tones and like, tell me if this isn't even a thing, but, um, her, she has this very big obsession when she writes to make note of skin tone very, 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 very frequently. Like she'll always be like the color drained from his brown skin or he touched his brown cheek or like, it's, it's very constant. And I was like, but you, the only reason I was like, is this a red flag is because he only, she only does that. It seems for for the characters that are people of color, yeah. And then like if she if someone's white, she's not gonna be like they touched her like pale white skin. Like never says that, but it's constant. How often Poppy notes that Kieran has very dark skin. <laughs> <laughs> this is my like yeah because in it clearly at least this is my interpretation of it. It says that JLA sees white people as normal and she sees people of color as exotic. Yeah, I th- that's definitely how it comes across in the just in the descriptors. And I was like, at first, I was like, I, you know how most of the time a writer just kind of makes note of the skin tone, like one time, yeah. And then you're like, okay, and you know what to picture. But it's very, very frequent yeah. how often she has to make note of it. And I was like, are you, 
Are you doing it because you want to remind us that you're being diverse? It kind of seems because that's how it comes across to me. Yeah. I was like, how many times am I going to be reminded that Kieran's brown, that he has brown skin? Yeah. How how, how many times are you going to remind me? Because I don't know, uh, man. If it if it wasn't so frequent, I'd be like, okay. But it's like her her go to descriptor. Brown. Brown. Or dark skin or I don't know. I can't remember all her descriptors, but it's just so frequent. She has to make note of it. And I was like, I'm, I'm, I'm white. I am whiter than white. I am so fucking white. You- She's Scottish and Swedish. She's pretty freaking white. I am. I am Edward fucking Cullen. I sparkle in the sunlight. So obviously I don't know shit about what I'm talking about, but I was just noting it. And I was it's like, weird. It's weird. Especially because it's only for the people of color. Yeah. As far as I can remember, correct me if I'm wrong. I don't like that. But she's never like, she never really makes note of Poppy's skin tone that I can recall, but she'll make note that Castile is a couple shades darker and she'll make note that the color drained from Vanetta's brown skin. And I'm like, mm. um. <laughs> yeah, but then she also likes to share a lot of art that has what really tan white guy Castile. It's, it, it's the same thing as, um, as the Bat Boys yeah. from Akatar. It's the same thing as Cassian and Reese and Asriel. The amount of times people have given the Bat Boys different ethnicities to me. Yeah. Proves is not good writing. The proof is in the is in this one sentence where Farah notes that Reese is tanned and when she when she meets him in the night court and she notes that that must be because he spent 50 years underground and was very pale. Yeah, guys, I'm going to I'm going to give you a little uh, inside take uh, from being a person of color. If I stayed inside, which I did for during this <laughs> pandemic, three fucking years, I'm sorry to note me and Ashley are not the same color. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, she is not Edward Cullen. She did not turn white. <laughs> You know what I think about sometimes? This yeah. is so kind of off topic. You haven't seen Vampires Suck, have you? No, and I want to. <laughs> okay, so the one the one dude, the one black guy that plays Laurent, they like they like covered him in like glitter. Oh, no. <laughs> like, like white glitter as like a parody yeah. on the fact that like, you know, it's it's very it's, it's, it's just, very racist. It makes me laugh every time I see it. It's so fucking funny. <laughs> like is that is that what everyone's assuming? Yeah. It, I've heard that the Bat Boys are indigenous. I've heard yeah. that the Bat Boys are South Asian. I've heard that the Bat Boys were black. I've heard that the Bat Boys are Arab. I've heard that the Bat Boys are just like, like Latino. Like n- guys, <laughs> they're just white guys. <laughs> guys, guys, they're just white guys that that, uh, that train in the sun. Definitely stole from South Asian culture. Definitely stole from indigenous culture. Definitely stole from countless other cultures. And uh, gave it to white people. This is such a hot take episode. This is a hot take episode. All the SJM girlies, the JLA girlies. We're going to get in shit. (laughs) (laughs) It needs to be said. And yeah, I don't know. It just, it absolutely needs to be said. And I think we need to see that JLA has this like pattern Mm -hmm. of definitely gaslighting people and being like, oh, there's representation. Actually, (laughs) it's, and like we were talking about this because like, Kieran's my favorite character mm-hmm. in that series. I love him so much. As you should. My little baby wolven. <laughs> but as like as like you pointed out to me, he's his character, his whole the whole point of his fucking character is to serve these two white people. Uh-huh. He's 
he's bonded to Castile yeah. and it's his life over Castile. And then he's bonded to Poppy, his life over Poppies. And then he becomes their advisor to the crown. So now he's serving the king and queen. Um, <laughs> I know this has been said and like, I know a lot of people are like, it's such a reach. It's not a reach guys. JLA <laughs> literally wrote in the first book, the only two people of color, the only two black characters she named Tawny, which if you didn't know, is another word for brown, and Kieran, which, you know, Kieran's a normal name, but if it wasn't paired with Tawny, we wouldn't know. You know, we wouldn't have sus vibes, but Kieran in Irish means black. Doesn't it mean um, little brown boy? It means little black boy, yeah. Yeah. Like, um... I mean, what's she going to do next? Name uh, name a character Maureen? <laughs> Does she have a character named Maureen? No. Okay. Well, Maureen need, need, also needs little Black Mary, so... Oh, my God. <laughs> Irish people. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> but it's just like, dude, the racism is p- prevalent. Mm-hmm. And this one Black character that you have, this one main Black character, mm-hmm. their whole purpose is to serve white people. Their whole story revolves around black, white people. Mm-hmm. Their whole... Like, they have no agency. Everything is about... <laughs> these two white people and that is just not how you write no no that's not how you handle diversity at all no big well no. you know like that was a big problem with throne of glass and like nahemia and like yeah you know her her whole purpose was to was, further aelin's plot like her whole purpose was to further aelin's plot and that <laughs> it, uh, yeah it's just it's not a good look so now going into this present controversy mm-hmm. People are really pissed off because she wrote this whole, I, you, you actually read it. So why don't you go into like the Facebook post? So the day the book came out, a lot of controversy started, a lot of drama. Mm -hmm. And I was very surprised because I was aware that people had read the arc and had enjoyed the arc. So I was looking forward to it. I was like, well, people seem to like it. So that, that means it's, you know, whatever. So then all this controversy started happening and she wrote this whole Facebook post saying that people were sending her death threats. They were sending her, um, suspicious packages to her home. Um, because they weren't happy with the joining bedroom, something that, yeah, basically the joining and, and, and that, that whole sex scene. And so, I was really surprised and I went to you and I was telling you all about it because yeah. I, I was staying off the internet. I didn't want to be spoiled for this book. And, and you were like, even you were like, Hey, over a sex scene, this seems like, like I was so surprised. It's also at how- so strange to me because guys like heads up. I only read the first book. I've yeah. never read any of the other books that have come out because I decided to like remove myself from this whole situation. <laughs> um, but I know everything that's going on kind of because like just being in the book space, you would just know. Yeah. You just kind of know. Um, and I'm like, wait, they're upset about the joining. Like, isn't that like very common knowledge? I like, cause I, I was surprised. I was like, how could people be surprised? It's mentioned in the second book. It is mentioned again in the third book. So, you know, it's fucking coming. Yeah. So I was, so I was like, and how can people be so angry over a single scene? Ridiculous. But then that's not what they were fully angry no. about. And like I don't know I don't know if this counts as it being spoilery. <sighs> I think it might. It might be. It might. So here's a light spoiler warning yeah. for just skip like maybe two minutes ahead. Yeah, just two minutes ahead. Yeah. Um JLA introduces 
what she attempts to introduce is as a polyamorous relationship. What she claims is a polyamorous what relationship. What she claims is between Castile, Poppy, and Kieran. However, the reason people were angry was because they didn't want this polyamorous relationship. They didn't want to read about a polyamorous relationship. Instead of being angry about the fact that the polyamorous relationship wasn't handled properly. It wasn't even a polyamorous relationship. It's not relationship. a poly relationship. It's a relationship between two people, two people and then an extra guy And an involved. extra guy's there. Yeah. Um, and, and there's it was, no consent involved in any of it. It was, it was assumed consent, I would argue. Which is garbage. Which is bullshit. Yeah. Like we said, if there's no yes, it's, it's crazy. Yeah. Um, and then the whole emotional cheating. Yeah. Of it. Um, which like I was reading it and I didn't know that there was emotional cheating in it. Cause like I said, I was staying off the internet Yeah. and I felt uncomfortable. I was like, well, like What? Like, you, what? Well, let's, like, I feel like we talked about this kind of in, like, not that we knew what was going to happen, no. but we essentially kind of talked about it in the last episode where we were just like, well, if Cass and Poppy are there, each other's one person, yeah. why is there another person involved? And how does this make any sense? Unless they're all mates. In love with each other. In yeah. love with each other. It's not, that's not that's what not this polyamory. is. It's not polyamory. Like, I was even thinking to myself, I was like, if, if Castile was Nick, if he was, if Castile was my boyfriend and I was Poppy, I and would I'm never, and Annabelle was Kieran, <laughs> I would never do, I would never, like, I, I, I just can't, I couldn't imagine emotionally loving someone, loving else. someone in that way. Cause like they don't do anything sexual until the joining, until the joining, but that's like three people consenting. Yeah. That's different. Um, it was just the emotional attraction they had to one another and they even talk about it and they're like, you know, we're like what kind of love is this and they admit that it's not a familial love they admit that it's not a friend love it's not even a romantic love it's just something that goes deeper they say it just goes deeper That's it's different way than too intense man she goes like it's different than castile and i's love and i was like then what is it like just be blunt yeah because i need to know if this is weird because it's getting weird it's getting weird he like will like brush her hair back touch her cheek or like you know whatever very intimate things to do he spoons her one night what the fuck um and what's crazy is she makes a point to note that every night that Castile is away, Kieran sleeps in his woven form beside her. Okay. As like a, protect, like a protection mm-hmm. thing. Sure. Fine. But this one night, um, I'm not going to give a spoiler, but this one night that she like, um, you know, this thing happens that's necessary. It's not, it's not cheating. It's not sexual. It's just, it's this, well, it was kind of, but it wasn't because <laughs> I, I don't want to spoil. Um, he sleeps in his woven form or not in his woven form, in his human form beside her. Like, I think, I'm pretty sure they spoon. And I was like, um, like I, <laughs> I've slept in, in beds with other people. Yeah. Like I've, I shared a bed when I was traveling. Yeah. I was not spooning other people. No. Especially after, especially after something that was very, very intimate. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Yeah. It is. And it, and the thing is, is when Castile comes back into the picture, Kieran and Poppy still continue exactly as they are, exactly as they have been. It doesn't it doesn't seem to bug Castile, but still, I was like, in front of your man, yeah, in front of your fucking man. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's just there's no one, and like also, isn't Castile like being like tortured and shit? <laughs> yeah, like what the fuck? And these two are like making googly eyes at each other. <laughs> I, and you know what? I was crushed because I loved their friendship. 
I think it because that's Grumpy X Sunshine. Yeah. Kieran versus Poppy, Grumpy X Sunshine. Oh, yeah, 100%. And I, I loved their friendship. And so when I opened The War of Two Queens and suddenly this was more, I was like, what the fuck? No, and also what I've heard, like, I I really got deep into this this controversy, guys. <laughs> I Because I couldn't get into it, I, I had did. Annabelle get into it. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, tell me what happened. And I'm like, okay. And I was like going in deep on TikTok. And a couple people mentioned, like, Castile is gone and Kieran kind of becomes him. There's literally a line where uh, Poppy dismisses Kieran. Yeah. And her friend Tawny goes, why does he act like he's your husband? Um, because he's very protective of her. Yeah. And I get it. Everyone feels like they have to protect Poppy. But Poppy is virtually, she doesn't need that protection. I almost, I almost spoiled. She doesn't need the fucking protection. Yeah. And, and so, I don't know. I don't know. I like how we're going into a full-on review of this book. But, I know. <laughs> you know, there's just, there's a lot of reasons why readers were pissed. Yeah, and rightfully so, yeah. but again like I like we said, it it felt kind of displaced. Yes. That anger. It just like no one talks about how these characters, whether it be Kieran or Tawny or any other person of color in this book series are literally just there to be there. Yeah. Or they're there to serve the white representation people. tick box. Yeah. Yeah. Um there were more um this was and the fact that I noticed this tells me that it wasn't really present in the other books, but there were more gay characters. Interesting. Like you find out one character, these like there was a lesbian couple, there was and there was a gay couple. And they were it took until book four to, to join. Yeah. Them. <laughs> and they were um side characters that have that have been around for a hot minute. Mm-hmm. Um but it I I don't know. I don't know. It just seemed like from what I saw it seemed like a lot of the reader anger was not, it was not coming from a bad place. Sure. A lot of the Goodreads reviews were fucking they way were out of left very field. serious. Like I saw one, I saw one Goodreads review that was a one star review and it just said, JLA, I'll see you in hell. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? See, like I get having That's anger. Fine. That's It's like a funny bad review. Yeah. But like some of them were like, serious. like I literally read one that was like, I shouldn't have to read about a polyamorous relationship. Fuck I don't want to see that shit. They can exist, but I don't want to see that shit. Fuck you. I'm like, that's equivalent to someone being like, gay relationships are fine, but I just don't want to see two men kissing. Yeah, that's fucked up. That's fucked up. Yeah. So, uh, so like, that's what that's how we say it's d- displaced because no one talks about like the the people of color controversy. No one talks about how the polyamorous relationship isn't even a polyamorous relationship. Yeah. They're just talking about how it's there and they don't like it. Yeah. But like. Yeah, it's just like the, the anger was was there, but it wasn't it was there for crazy. the right reasons. But also JLA really gaslit readers. Oh yeah, and now she's she's gone off social media. She's not on Jesus Facebook. She's Christ. not on Instagram. Wait, she's did nothing. she delete her account? Nope, still there, but she's just gone. She's not online. I mean, bye. <laughs> I wonder if she'll continue, and I wonder how it'll. I know what I'm sure she'll. I'm sure she'll it'll continue. continue. She makes money off these books. I'm sure she'll continue the series. I just wonder how it's going to impact book five. It's it's definitely going to. She seems very susceptible to people's opinions. I would say so. I'm like on the f- like you know how everyone was like I hate that there was fan service because yeah. of the the joining. Yeah. I wonder how much of it is fan service because so many people didn't like it. But also, like I keep saying, it should have been not a fucking like I knew it was coming. Yeah. It shouldn't have been a fucking surprise. She wouldn't have put it in 
the second book and the third book yeah. if it wasn't going to happen. I kind of saw it coming from the first book. Really? Yeah. And, and there was no mention of the joining or anything. I just remember like Kieran and Poppy having weird sexual like tension. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, is she going to fuck him too? But I thought it was going to be more like a love triangle, not a, oh, all three of them. I wondered if it was going to be a love triangle when Kieran was introduced. Yeah. And I was like, team Kieran. <laughs> Honestly, Team Kieran, Castile's kind of a dick. I mean, <laughs> but again, it's just like authors need to not be reading reviews. I agree. Like, okay, I understand we're all human. Like, if I write a book, you write a book. We're like, one day at two a.m., we're gonna get drunk and read fucking oh, Goodreads. I don't think I ever could because I'd start crying hysterically. <laughs> but I'm just like, it's not your place to comment on what a review like what a reader says what a reader experiences no that's just not your fucking place like as a writer your job is done you wrote the book and you published it you wrote the book you publish it you walk away literally like uh, v schwab says it best every time she publishes a book she goes it is no longer mine it is now like yours i am giving it to you yeah because like if i wrote a book if i wrote a book and I, i wouldn't go fucking read the reviews no when i saw i don't know which author it was i don't think it was scarlet st Clair, but i don't know why that triggers something whatever an author posted on instagram and they were like we appreciate it when you tag us in your instagram photos but please do not tag us in your reviews the reviews are not for the author they are for the readers yeah and i like so now i never i never ever tag like if i like if i I do a review like if i did a review right now of the war of two queens i would not tag jla in it no if i did a review of uh the love hypothesis Mm -hmm. i will not tag the author in it no because that review is not for them i'm not writing the review but it's also just like there is a space there are reader spaces and Mm -hmm. there are public spaces social media is not a reader space no it is not you are especially if, unless you have a personal book blog and you are just writing reviews and you're not tagging anyone you're not using hashtags mm-hmm. sure go for it go off but if you're tagging the author if you're at all saying hey look at my review that's yeah. not like you're inviting that author to read your review especially your negative review that mm-mm. yeah i remember we were talking about that when we first started bookstagram yeah and we were both like Oh, I didn't like the book. And I said that, should I still tag the author? Yeah. And like looking back, I was like, why did I ever think I should tag the author? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Cause, it's, Cause not- it's just like, I don't mind being super fucking honest yeah. about my reviews. If I found something stupid or annoying or whatever, yeah. I'll say it. Yeah. But I don't tag the author. No, no. I, it doesn't matter if it's a good review or not. It's just like, it's, Social media is a public space. So yeah. if they come across it on their explore page and the hashtags, that's on them. But when I post that review, it's it's for my followers and it's for the readers that want to read that book, etc. See, what I do now is that I post reviews as stories. Yeah, I think that's what I'm going to kind of start yeah. doing. Like I'm like, okay, it's a story and then I put it in a highlight so that yeah. if anyone wants to read my reviews, they're mm-hmm. reading it. And if an author reads those reviews, they made the active choice to do that. <laughs> <laughs> but um, actually speaking of of authors invading reader spaces, um, did you hear about the um, book called The Night and Its Moon? I've never heard of that book. Okay, so... Uh, it's by the author called Piper CJ. She self-published this book mm-hmm. and it was like a bisexual story. It was an allegory to her coming out and 
cool. It's a very close story to her heart. But she went on to Goodreads. Oh, 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 oh. Mm -hmm. Oh, yes. Yes. She went on to Goodreads and started combating every negative review. Mm -mm. And then her editor joined in. And they were going hard I on just, people. I just can't fathom why the, anyone would think that's okay to do. That's just not okay to do. No. No. And then she tried to defend herself when, like, the reading, like, book talk literally was like, whoa, what the fuck? <laughs> it, uh, mm, no, uh, I just... Yeah. What? Like, what? Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> I just... I. Mm. And then she was crying, and she was like, oh, this is a very personal story for me. And it's like, yeah dude then don't be on fucking goodreads if i wrote a personal story or even even if it was like my first novel and it meant a lot to me i would not read the fucking reviews no i will read the blurbs that you know people write for it whatever but i i don't want to i know that there's like like we have said thirty thousand. take a shot every time we say this Reading is subjective. Reading is personal. Everyone's going to feel different about every book. Yep. It doesn't matter if that book was very personal to her. That book ain't personal to like 50%, let's say, yeah. of the readers that read it. Yeah. So like if someone gives it a bad review, if they just didn't like it, that's like, there's nothing she could have done. No. There's no way to write a book that literally everyone agrees on. Yeah. And everyone adores. No, there's, there could be books that like literally classics. Everyone loves this book. There are a million people who fucking hate Pride and Prejudice. Oh, yeah. 100%. Like, no. <laughs> you don't see Jane Austen's ghost coming back. Yeah, you don't see Jane Austen's ghost haunting your ass because you don't like Mr. Darcy. Mr. Darcy. <laughs> Jesus. You don't see Shakespeare hovering over people who bitch about Macbeth. <laughs> I mean, he would. He would, though. <laughs> it almost makes me want to hate the book just so I can... <laughs> it's just... Reader spaces, okay, like, I would like to define what a reader space is. Go off. A reader space is a review site. Mm-hmm. NetGalley, Goodreads, Storygraph, Storygraph, Notion templates, blah, 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 blah. Anywhere that is, per- like, your personal blog. Like, yeah. This, that is your reader space. You are being a reviewer, and that is for readers. The reviews authors listen up <laughs> reviews are for readers not for you <laughs> critiques are for you sure and if you want to be the kind of author and you think you have thick skin blah 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 and you want to go and read reviews that is something you do on your own time and you can choose to grow from it you can choose to internalize it you can choose to not listen to it that is on you but you are not ever to insert your voice into nope. that space Mm-mm. no no because that then no one will know if your book is good or not. You're literally bullying people. Like I would never touch that. I don't. Like I didn't know what that book was. But even if I did, and she had like now that like she's she done just that, shot I would herself never. in the foot. Yeah, because I'll now never read so that many book. people are never going to read that book. <laughs> I just there's like read, writers who've published novels. They get critiques from proper critics that they can read because yes. that is meant for them yes but going on to goodreads and reading reviews that's a reader space yeah and these kids these people these adults that are writing these reviews they're not critics no most of them don't like don't have a degree no. in, in in writing book reviews no they don't know the right words to use they're just talking about their personal experience involving that book they're talking about their, they're not critically analyzing this book they're talking about their personal experiences 
Yup. So like, it depends that like, like there's certain people that like me (laughs) (laughs) who like, I, I went to school to analyze literature. Yeah. But even then you're not writing on your blog, fucking professional reviews. You're not being paid to do that. No. And like, and sometimes I can see myself getting in a little deep and Mm. I'm like, no one gives a shit. You want to know if if I thought the book was good. That's all that matters. Yeah. And like every time I do a review on TikTok or Instagram, I'm like, hey, just so you know, this book wasn't for me. End Period. of story. Period. I don't give a shit if the author comes to strangle me. No. It just wasn't for me. Yeah. Because that's how reading works, ladies and gents. Well, yeah, there's also this whole thing on book, on book talk. I love book talk, by the way. God damn, so do I. <laughs> so much drama. It's so dramatic. TikTok is such a place of drama. It's, so, it's honestly so fucking good because like every day I go on my For You page and I'm like, <laughs> something What's the new. new thing? There's always something new. There's this whole thing on book talk where people were saying that if you don't have anything nice to say, then you shouldn't say anything nice or anything at all. And I think that's bullshit. I think there's a way to do it. Do you know what I mean? Like, I will, I understand getting angry. Especially if you were invested in a series mm. like from Blood and Ash, I fucking get it. Mm. But trashing a book isn't necessarily helpful. Like it doesn't help me decide if I want to read Unless the book. That book is racist. That's different. <laughs> That's totally different. But like, so, uh, uh, pick a book, uh, Six of Crows. Yeah. So someone started like trashing that book. That doesn't tell me why I shouldn't read it. Let me know why I shouldn't read it or why I should. I mean, okay, so. <laughs> I could play devil's advocate in this situation. Why do you have to debate with me everything we do? I don't need to debate. <laughs> I just need to, you know, stay the other side because I'm sure someone's going to read the oh, 100%. this and be like, hey, but what about this? You always win these debates, it though. Is your, it is your platform. 100%. Yeah. And therefore, if you want to talk shit. Live your life. Go off. Live your life. Like, I love, I love the TikToks where people are like, I know, like you're not supposed like people don't want us to be like haters but i am a hater to the core (laughs) (laughs) but those are like those are like funny yeah and they're done like they're trashing a book but in like a light-hearted way yeah but there's people who just like fucking lose their shit yeah and but i think that speaks more to them and who they are as people i'm like clearly this book affected you that Mm -hmm. much like chill yeah (laughs) i just i don't know i guess i guess it's 100 percent personal preference because when i give a review which isn't very often Mm -hmm. it's just fucking work (laughs) to film yeah (laughs) it's just work to film um like when i give a review i give the reasons why i just didn't personally enjoy it yeah so that way other people can make that decision yeah so if i'm like i didn't like invisible life of eddie larue just because i can't quite enjoy a slow book like this Mm -hmm. or for this reason or this reason period yeah i'm not gonna be like you know what fuck this (laughs) fuck that i mean if you did and it was funny that's different let it slide it was funny yeah Otherwise. Well, okay, so I came across a TikTok where someone was actually saying that they loved The Gilded Wolves by Roshni Chukchi. Uh-huh. And, um, and then they went, I don't understand why this book gets compared to Six of Crows so much. And then proceeded to trash Six of Crows. <laughs> and I went, you're not making me want to read <laughs> Gilded Wolves. I have read Gilded, Wol- Gilded Wolves. Yeah. And I liked it. But your, your, you, wh- whatever you're trying to accomplish here isn't being accomplished. Why are you trashing another book to hype this book up? That's something I will never fucking understand. Also, why are you comparing a person of a woman of color's book to a white woman's book? Why does like there was this whole debate about like, why is Gilded Wolves marketed as Six of Crows, but diverse or like or Six of Crows, but written by a diverse author. And I'm like, 
what like it's just six of, it's just gilded worlds you don't need you to don't say need to do that yeah um you know the book beasts of prey yes what's yes. the author's name i don't anya remember. or something she has a tiktok yeah and she is like the best she gets into all the controversy like she's an author and Interesting. She, she gets into all the controversy she's so fucking great and she does it so well and it's it's so funny yeah anya gray okay uh ayana no ayana gray ayana gray <laughs> yeah she yeah she has a tiktok and she she just goes in yeah. i think you would i think you would fucking love I'm her sure videos and she's fucking she's gorgeous <laughs> she's like stupid pretty really yeah she's the prettiest person one, i've ever seen in my life two, two birds one stone <laughs> <laughs> i get the tea and i get eye candy and i get pretty eye candy <laughs> yeah she's uh, yeah she does it really well she she got into the uh the six uh the not six of crows controversy the um from, from, blood, and from blood and ash controversy oh, and i was shit. like i love but she does it in such a classy way yeah like she tells you how it is but like i could listen to her talk all day long damn you're telling me like look Wait, at this fucking me. showing me look at this fucking woman <gasps> isn't she fucking beautiful her skin claire isn't it so beautiful her face is glowing isn't it Damn. I know. I like that lipstick too. I know. She's gorgeous. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, um Nick Ashley still loves you. It's okay. I still love you, baby. I- <laughs> <laughs> but you know, if Anaya, <laughs> we is were- it Anaya? A Y A N A. Ayana? Ayana or Ayana? Yeah. If she ever showed up at your door and was like, "Let's go, girly." <laughs> Nick and I were like flipping through Netflix last night as we were going like you know how like they have like posters and stuff and I was like "Mm, yeah she's hot as we like were going and Nick was like what the fuck and I was like um he's hot too um anyway she's hot (laughs) and he was like the bisexual like pipeline of like I like men and I like women I like I like men men, but like question mark (laughs) We were like, we just talked about this. Um, we were filming another episode and we were talking about how, like when you're bisexual, it's like women. Yeah. Unless there's like a golden retriever, fluffy haired gamer boy. And then you're like men. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Any bisexual can, can, Any can yeah. claim to the, I, I have a fluffy hair. Like you're just like, yeah, I'm really attracted to women. I just happen to be attracted to men. I, yeah, <laughs> I have a fluffy haired golden retriever gamer boy to match my bisexual anxiety energy. <laughs> And I have myself a hot model woman. <laughs> and that's how it works. And that's how that works. <laughs> and that's on being bisexual. Exactly. How did we get here? <laughs> Reader spaces. We were, hot women. We were having the most serious topic ever. I don't think we've done an episode this series. And then we're like, listen, Ayana, she's fine. Fuck. <laughs> no, but at the end of the day, it's just like. It's your platform. You're allowed to say whatever the fuck you want to say. As we just demonstrated. Yeah. (laughs) Literally, this is what we're doing. Like, if you have a problem with what we had, we had to say on Mm -hmm. the podcast, make your own one. Which, yeah, but that, that, that goes into that whole, that whole controversy that was going through book talk, which was, is it appropriate for you to comment on someone else's like TikTok or someone else's bookstagram and fucking rip into them? No. Like I, like I think I mentioned that like I had people telling me I had a shitty taste in books or I was a bad person or like I remind someone told me I reminded them of a book character they hated 
so they don't like me. And Wait, I was like, who, which was the book character? Alina Starkov. <laughs> That's fucking rude. <laughs> Cause I don't like Alina Starkov. I can't even remember now. I deleted the comment. <gasps> Cause I was like, what the fuck? Like, have your opinion. I'm I I'm always open to people you coming. Know who you kind of remind me of? Be careful. <laughs> <laughs> who do I remind you of? <laughs> I, I I can't really say it because I think it doesn't make sense because I've never read the book. But I'm like, you kind of remind me of Lucy, whoever Lucy Hale's character is in the Hating Game. Why would I? What? Because you kind of look like Lucy Hale. I think that's what it is. Okay, well that's not what we're t- that's not what they're. You talking just about. remind me of like main character in a rom com. Thanks. <laughs> They're Question pretty, mark? and they usually get the person. So, why am I offended? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know that you know that TikTok trend that was like, "Am I the hero or the villain?" And you yeah. use the cartoon filter. Yeah. I was I posted it, and I was like, "If anyone fucking says I'm the best friend, I'm Didn't going to few fuck." People say Some that? people did, but the majority was I was the villain, and I was like, <laughs> "I'll take it." Someone was like. You were the hero, but then too much tragedy happened, and now you're the villain. And I was like, marry nah, dude, me. dude, you're just straight up the, like, I know. the puppy-eyed best friend. I'm just a baby. Fucking rude! <laughs> Lily, I love you. I'm just a baby. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you're the, like, you're the side character that literally everyone loves and doesn't give a shit about the main character. <laughs> That's who you are. <laughs> You Still know, it's stings. Like, no, it doesn't sting. It's a good thing. Oh, dude, like literally like half the stories I've read, I'm like, I don't give a fuck about the protagonist. You're telling me I'm the Simon Lewis? Yes, you are. Fuck. <laughs> Simon Lewis becomes a vampire, so I'll take it. And I'll be your Isabel. <laughs> I literally, story time. I literally got here today to Annabelle's place to record this podcast. She goes, can I get you anything? Tea? Coffee? sex (laughs) if you don't joke about fucking your best friend you're not best friends that's like our main joke we literally we talked about going to whistler which is which is a village uh like two hours outside of vancouver it's a it's a ski mountain and we were like when we get in the gondola because of covid it's just your party in the gondola should we fuck in the gondola (laughs) and then you're like well they film the gondola and like free sex (laughs) we can ask for it when we leave (laughs) that's how close we are <clears throat> i literally come over and we're trying to get started on this podcast i was like i have a sex story for you that's like the main that's like most of your anecdotes i know hey, did you know about this one sex story and you know what's funny is they're never like i don't even they're never even graphic they're just i don't even know most of the time they're kind of sad <laughs> Nick, I know you're listening. We're not talking about you. We're just talking about me. Yeah, usually it's like, hey, well, this sex thing happened, and then I was scared. (laughs) I'm just a baby. I fucked up, and then... And then cried. (laughs) (laughs) But anyways, you know. Reader spaces. (laughs) I told you. Told you when we started this, there was no way we could go the full we're like, podcast. This is a serious podcast. We were like, oh, but if we do this, we're not going to be on brand because all we are is chaotic. Um, honey, we brought the chaos. <laughs> we brought the chaos. <laughs> we can't stay. We can't stay serious to save our lives. No, we lasted a fucking long time. I would say though. Yeah. How long did we talk? It's been fifty minutes ish. Fifty minutes of us doing this. I know. Proud of us. I know. Me too. <laughs> 
Aww. Ended with fucking in the gondola. Yeah, though. ended up with fucking in the gondola. It always ends up with someone fucking something. <laughs> <laughs> well, we hope you enjoyed this. Um, <laughs> I don't even know what to call this episode. I, I don't. I'm debating what Reader the title's going to be. Reader spaces um, from Blood and Ash controversy. Blood and Ash controversy. Because we essentially just went into full in depth how to semicolon fucking a gondola. <laughs> honestly i feel like some of our our titles should change from like what the actual topic is to just like annabelle loves carden's tale honestly now that we've kind of established a brand yeah. <laughs> might as well just be like tails yay or nay <laughs> tails question mark wrap around my throat question mark kinks do we have them y- yes yes <laughs> <laughs> but we've established mummification of this <laughs> I mean, to each their own, but what? I mean... (laughs) What? I mean, is it the thought of undressing someone? Or is it because you hate your partner's face so much that you don't want to see a literal inch of their skin? (laughs) Is it like, because they're bound like that, they can't move, they can't see anything? Like, is their face... Oh, you know what? Actually, I wanted to mention this from last episode, and I think I should mention it now. You know what? I don't know what the kink of Electric Idols is. But going off the myth of Psyche and Eros, it's probably blindfolding. We did say it was like rough or not rough. It was like vanilla BDSM. Because in in the in the myth of Psyche and Eros, this is a very random episode, guys. What the fuck is (laughs) happening in the myth of Psyche and Eros? She's not allowed to see him. She's not allowed to look at him. That is his one request. Listen, he comes in the night. He fucks her. Yeah, he does come in the night. (laughs) (laughs) He fucks her. He leaves. And then one day she does look at him and he's like, you've betrayed me. Now you must prove your love to me. Very melodramatic. Listen, I was going to go home and work, but I think I'm going to drop the love hypothesis (laughs) and purchase an ebook. I've been thinking about it this whole time. Okay. Should we buddy read? (laughs) Yes. All right. Uh, Review to come, ladies and gents. Okay. (laughs) I'm not, you think I, do I ever, oh, I'm, I'm down. I'm a whore. <laughs> All right. We're buddy reading. We're, we're buddy, buddy reading. Read Electric Idol. <laughs> All right. I think that's our, I think, I think we need to end this episode. <laughs> I don't know how we got here. We started off so serious. So serious. We're Anyways, talking about racism. We're talking like, about problematic authors. And we meant everything we said, just like we, we meant everything we said in this last half. <laughs> We stick by our shit. We stick by our shit. Anyway, <laughs> that's our episode. That's our show. Thank you so much for listening. Um, you can find me, Annabelle, at, at Many Weathered Pages on TikTok, Instagram, and Goodreads. And I think that's it. <laughs> <laughs> and you can find Ashley at Ashes Reads on TikTok, Instagram, Goodreads. You name it. You name it. I'm there. She's there. <laughs> and um, don't be, don't forget to rate the podcast. We really appreciate your reviews. Um, if you have comments, questions, concerns, please feel free to email us. All of our links are in the description. And follow us on Instagram and TikTok, mm-hmm. um, both at Chaotically Bookish. I podcast. never update that TikTok to save my life, though. <laughs> we got to start filming. I know. We're also on YouTube um it's literally just it's just the podcast it's just the podcast we keep saying we'll film it we'll film it we keep saying we're gonna film it we keep saying we're gonna do a live but we're fucking lazy we're fucking lazy (laughs) whatever 
<laughs> one day one day keep an eye out on the youtube page maybe yeah. one day we'll maybe one day we'll just pop up book. and we'll do a live reading of electric idol <laughs> and a live uh, 50 shades <laughs> <laughs> well thank you so much for listening to our show we hope you guys have a wonderful week read a good book read some good smut fuck your best friend <laughs> <laughs> and we'll see you next week thank you guys bye guys bye.